Hello beautiful people, my name is Alex Catano and on this edition of Catanation Studios we have actress, writer, producer, director and one half of the Mi Gente podcast, Sofia Carrillo. Enjoy the show. Are we on? Yeah, we're officially on. Oh, snap. All right. Sophia, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Alex. How are you? I'm doing really good. I'm very happy to be back in season seven. You are the second episode of season seven. Second. Oh, almost made it to first. A happy new year, by the way. It's 2024. Yeah. Big thing for us. Kind of a new start for the new year. So obviously we met through the Mi Gente show. Luis was on the show uh, last season. And uh, funny enough, we've never met. We've known of each other. And then uh, we did an event or you there was an event at uh, SoCal Tattoo. And you were like, oh, my God, you're Catanation. Yeah, it's crazy because like I knew of you before I knew you. But it's so crazy because like I think we both had a moment where we stared at each other. We didn't say hi. We were just like, like, I know them. I, I know him. And you were like, I know her. And then it wasn't until later on in the event that we were like, I know you. Let's talk. And then, yeah, it was kind of nice. We were like, you're Mijante. And I was like, you're Catanation. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Now, and that's kind of like a testament of how far we both come along that now we know like of each other before we've like met. Yeah, it's pretty cool. How long ago did you start your podcast? Because I feel like we might have started. Uh, well, uh, spoilers for the people listening, but uh, <laughs> March will be three years since I started this. Whoa, congratulations. Thank you. Dang, three years. Wow. I feel like I feel like the podcast uh like I feel like the podcast like not industry. I wouldn't even know what to call it. Um I feel like the space has just very like it's developed in 3 years. What was it like at the beginning versus now? I can't even imagine. Uh definitely it was just for fun and you know when when it's a show based on people in the San Diego community, you don't know how to start, who to start like and not a, you're going to get a lot of those in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I learned and you know now it's like a lot easier for me to call someone like yeah let's do it it's nice because I feel like the San Diego community is small but like we've been growing and so it obviously we're all very supportive of each other which is kind of nice I like it yeah I'm I'm really enjoying it I'm very happy uh for what San Diego has brought uh to the table not just for me but for you also I mean Let's talk about the Mi Gente show. Let's hear, refer Luis's side. Let's kind of hear your side and like, what made yeah. you want to start that? Well, okay. So funny enough, I have not seen Luis's episode. So I'm excited to maybe after this, listen to it and see what his take is on it. Um, but from my end, I mean, Luis used to have this um, podcast called Fireside Chats. And during the pandemic, that was like his thing. And I was doing grad school at the time. Um, but me and him have always collaborated back and forth. And so he had me on as a co-host a lot of the times, especially when it came to maybe a guest or a topic that like I really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, I get I guess hosted um his show. And then after a while, it was kind of like, well, why aren't we doing something together? Because we also, since it was COVID and his father was alive at the time, um, but very sick, so he would have to actually quarantine like hardcore. Um, so the only time that we would hang out would be virtually. So, and we would just go on these rants and all these topics and we'd go on and on that we were like, dude, 
we've already co-hosted, we already hang out virtually and talk a lot. Why don't we just have our own show? And so, yeah, that's kind of how it started. And then it was just talking about what do we want to even talk about? What is it about? Do And then we kind of focused it a little more on the community and the mi gente aspect of like, no, we want to spotlight Latinos. Um, and we want it to be about film, not necessarily only about film, but film and like other pop culture entertainment areas and stuff like that. So then it became a little more niche, but kind of how it started. Okay. Funny you mentioned that because uh, that was the early stages of Catanation, like pop culture entertainment. However, really? years ago was 2021. We still didn't have any news outside of so-and-so got delayed. What? Yeah. What do you, wait, what do you mean? The pandemic, yeah. Okay, so you started during the pandemic or shortly after? Uh, Shortly after. We still weren't getting out. It was 2021. Mm. Yeah. Okay, very nice. I feel like Mijenta Show, because Lou was doing his stuff at, in 2020. I feel like we probably started some rough version of it in like late 2021, but it didn't really get going until like 22, for sure. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, it takes a while to get It takes the, a while to catch your footing. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I even... But from the start, did you already knew what the vision was? Not really. No, it was it was crazy because like we kind of had an, an idea of like it's going to be Mi Gente Show. It's going to be Latinos reacting to things and whatever. But we didn't have the full, the full structure of it. We were like, OK, at first we wanted to be live because we're lazy and that's just easier. It's just easier to film live, honestly. But we also um, wanted the crispness of like editing. The only issue is we both work full-time jobs. You know, unfortunately we don't get paid to do this. So, so we had to really come to terms with like, okay, what can we do with our time? Live made sense, but then it was also, man, the first few episodes were like three hours long. Like they were very long because we're just so long winded and we didn't really have like a structure to it. Um, and now I feel like in the last year, we've gotten definitely like a, a sure structure, which is very nice. We do like a 30 minute to max an hour uh, interview, Latino spotlight in the first hour. And then the latter part is just like us going over pop culture, news, um, whatever we have to say and all of that. And so it's a little more like, you know, a little more personalized. And, but it definitely took a very long time for us to get there. And then even then, I feel like just to like really catch the the vibe and the tone of like our interviewing styles and working together because you know having two hosts is very different than just one so yeah I feel like all of that was little you know it took baby steps but yeah this last year I feel like I feel like right now we're in such a natural pace it's it's easy yeah and when it comes to bringing guests do you do you guys like obviously you guys have like mutual friends that you guys want to invite to the show but how does that process look like um okay so this is where i'm gonna give a huge huge thanks to lou because he is and i he is the producer of the show in the sense that he i allow him to just take the reins um we do both share uh in that like we if we really feel passionate about having a guest um we bring we bring them on and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, he does most of the booking, honestly. Um, the He does run it by me, of course. Uh, but I do work a very, very stressful job. So I'm super lucky to have him because he just takes on a lot of that responsibility that I don't want. Um, but and he's also really good about it. So a lot of the times 
we'll have pretty much pretty much anyone who is Latino um, in the Latino sphere uh, who is also has something to promote. That is, it doesn't even have to be artsy. It could be really anything. Like we've had, we've had on artists, we've had on filmmakers, but we would also had on, you know, like heads of um, nonprofits uh, and political stuff. And so we've had really a little bit of everything. Uh, I think it's just mainly as long as you're in the Latino community and doing something pretty cool that you want to promote, um, we'll always be there to like spotlight you. Okay. That's yeah. kind of like what I wanted to know too, because I've heard the show. It's a lot of fun. I've been to a couple of like the live chats and you guys. Yeah. Love- we have to have you on, by the way, we got to cross streams. Yeah. I mean, that'll be a perfect way to promote the three year mark. <laughs> oh yeah. We should. Oh my God. In March. I'll I'll talk to Lou. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, I was gonna basically kind of say because I've seen I like the fact that you guys actually try to interact with like your fans. Like it's rare to see like someone in San Diego doing that. Like it's a little bit mm-hmm. hard because not a lot of people are alive. But it's a really cool aspect and it's been a lot of fun, like just being on the show, just chatting with you guys. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely I mean, honestly, at the beginning, we were getting like zero chatters. So lately, in the in the past few months, like it's been it's been really cool, because, you know, a lot of times it's live. So a lot of stuff goes wrong. Sometimes there's technical difficulties or lulls or whatever. And it's just super cool to have that chat going at all times and kind of be able to like, oh, like, you know, regulars like, oh, Lizzie, like I, you know, what you've been up to and stuff like that. And just kind of like, I don't know, interact. The live interaction is definitely, at least for me, the funnest part because it makes it feel less like a like a structured podcast and more like you're just hanging out with friends. And for you, I wanted to know, because we want to move on to like your side in the movie business and the acting roles. Um, sure. Yeah, you've actually um, been uh, most notably uh, slap worthy. You want to talk about <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love I both love and hate that that's my most notable role. Um so Slapworthy was my first ever starring role. Um and I was I was probably in like 2016 something like that. Um so reason why I love and I hate that that's my most notable one is because obviously like such a blessing that I got the part, such a blessing that we got to do a feature length and I got to star in it. Like that was awesome. The, the downside was it was my first role ever. So I looked like a baby. <laughs> I had no training. Like I was the most unprepared for a role I could have ever been. Um, but it was a solid introduction to filmmaking. Like it was, I learned so much. I had to cry on command on my first ever scene for that film. Um, it, it was just, it was, it was crazy. It was in retrospect, pretty high production value. Um, and then, yeah, I'm I'm very proud of it. it. It was an awesome feature film, which also, I mean, directed, hello, directed and written by Luis Martinez. So that's kind of where where our whole um, our whole what is that collaboration? There you go, started. So it definitely started with Slapworthy. But yeah. way before all of this, how did you get into acting? That seems like a very specific uh, job and like you know career that people take. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so it was always I was always one of those little kids that like really wanted to be in the entertainment industry. Um, I grew up in Tijuana and I just remember like I saw the telenovelas. Did you watch telenovelas growing up? 
like in Spanish. Yeah. So I was like, I, I always said like Alegrijes y Rebujos or like Belinda. I don't know, whatever. And I was like, I really want to be in one of those. I want to act. But there was never, I mean, I'm from a very humble beginning. I don't have any, you know, my family's not affluent at all. Also, we just struggled with the whole coming to the United States thing. And we were catching our footing there. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity or knowledge when it came to my parents supporting me. Um, when it came to my love for the arts. So really, there was like, nothing to do during my formative years. Um, I would maybe try a theater class here and there. Um, but that was about it. And then it wasn't until it wasn't until college, the community college, that I was like, okay, I've always felt passionate about this. Let's take a class and see if I'm really about it. Like if I actually like it or not, because I've never tried it. So I did, I took a theater class and I loved it and then I was like I'm gonna be in the spring musical and like I auditioned I can't even sing but I auditioned I was like I'm gonna be in this and like I started to just really want to be involved with everything acting and my dad already knew that um so I remember one time this local San Diego filmmaker Jaron Hall he he was working on like he was working on some project I don't know he just needed a restaurant my family owns a Mexican food restaurant and in, in National City. So he stops by and he's like, hey, we love your restaurant. Can we use it as a set? And my dad, being the hustler that he is, he was like, he was like, yeah, but I have a daughter who likes acting. She needs to at least be like an extra or something. <laughs> and and I was like, okay, cool. And at the time I was probably like, I don't know, I was probably like 20, 20, probably 20, around there, 1920, 21. I don't know. But so Jaron does this little whatever film and I, I introduced myself where I'm an extra now and so for this film I just remember there was a dance number and we had to go to a park to to um, practice it and so we go to this park and in that park there's a ton of other actors a ton of other like this is my first time stepping into the San Diego acting world and there's so many actors and we're all just learning this dance number and there's this lady and her name um and she's basically like everyone's mom she's kind of like hovering um and her name is cammy cammy carpenter uh and so i start talking to her and yeah little by little we get to know each other and a week later i have a i have a manager and so after that was kind of when things started going and i was like oh i signed with someone now that's kind of cool and yeah, then I just started doing more acting and, and actually training and actually learning about how to do it formally and filmmaking. And then I started doing a bunch of other stuff. Like at this point, I've done ADing, I've done writing, I've acted, I want to get into directing. So my love for filmmaking definitely grew. It started off in theater and then it just like, oh, I just love filmmaking. So definitely grew little by little. I was going to ask like, what are your upcoming goals but you just brought up directing which probably could uh answer a little bit of that question but if you were to direct a movie what kind of style what kind of genre would it be oh dang that's hard that's a good question um oh i don't know i don't know i have okay so the answer to that is a little lengthier just because i have hit a lull in my career and like like i i just want to get back into acting i feel like i'm at my peak right now training wise. And I just haven't been able to do it so consistently because of the full-time job that I mentioned. That's very demanding. Um, so I want to A, do that. B, I have a script that I have not finished 
And that was my 2023 resolution to finish it. And I did not finish it. So I want to do that. And I think that script, I at first had written it for me, but now I've realized that it's my baby and I really want to direct it. So that one is more of a drama, dramedy, drama, comedy, coming of age type of film. Um, as far as my style and all of that, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's all going to be a journey and a learning experience. Um, I do kind of really like the A20, what is it? A20, what is that company? A24, A24, sorry, A24. I do really like the A24, like indie vibey kind of cinematography. So I figure I probably would go somewhere down that route with this film in particular, just because it is a coming of age film. Um, but again, it's not even fully drafted. so. We'll see but it's a start and uh, i think that is something that we are learning as human beings is to know just to start like not necessarily start big or start small but just start in the and that's literally like the first thing to success exactly yeah and then it's just honestly it's just so hard like in i feel like i've come to terms with the fact that like i'm I, it's not i'm not gonna be the actress that moves to la and like works at a restaurant and then just struggles but like you know ultimately gets to do all these auditions and stuff like that like I just I kind of gave up on that and I don't know if I'm wrong for giving up on that but I feel like it's just so hard to get into the industry like officially you know to have an LA agent to have like really good headshots to have like all this stuff that you need to accumulate before you actually start doing it I feel like I've accumulated it and I have it but then there's always like adding on to it and like gaining more experience. And I was talking about this with um, another another actress, um, Karina Perez. She's amazing, amazing local local talent as well. But we're we're both just kind of hitting this point of like, man, this exhaustion point of like we want this to happen, but the opportunities are so few and far between, especially for Latinos. And then it takes a certain level of not needing to work all of the time, you know, so a level of like comfortability in financials to pursue it. So yeah, a little bit of a struggle. I just vented, but a little bit of a struggle there. So definitely little by little, like you said. So yeah, it's kind of where I'm going to take it this year, little by little, not too hard on myself, but I definitely want to make moves and just continue because it is something that I love ultimately. I do want to talk about uh, 2017 and the A-list actor award that you received in this. Ooh, wow, you did your digging. Holy <laughs> cow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's share about how that came about and just, you know, the feeling going into this. Oh, man. So I think, uh, funny enough, I think I had a lot of imposter syndrome at the time in, in the sense that everything had happened so fast um, that it didn't even really, like, it didn't set in that I got an award. That was, and I was still so new to the scene in San Diego that I didn't even know there was an award show that I should have shown up to. I didn't go. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was definitely an honor. And in retrospect, it's a huge, huge honor. I mean, A-list on my first year that I started acting like that, insane, insane. I look back at that and I'm just pat on the back for that one. You know, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't a too bad of a debut if it got me an award. So that was, that was pretty awesome. It, Honestly, an honor as well. So, yeah, it's more of those. I got I got to work on more of those. Yeah. And how has it been now, like, with people, like, talking to you about this, like, your career and everything you do? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, your family is, like, very supportive and friends are kind of coming left and right about this. 
Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I've been really lucky that my whole family has been very supportive from the beginning. That part has always been really easy. I think part that I struggle with the most is, like I said, with the imposter syndrome is kind of like not wanting to let them down. Because when you have such a solid community of people that support you, you you want to you want to do good by them, right? And you want to make them proud and you want to make them happy. So I think that's one of the things that probably is like, yeah, I guess a little hard sometimes is the fact that like I I feel the pressure to succeed or excel um, in this field when, like you said, it's it's it, you know as long as you're doing something, it's fine. And that I, I've learned that now. I've learned that like there's no pressure. I can be doing as little or as much in this industry as I want to be. But definitely like a little bit of, of the whole familial aspect is like I want to make them proud and I want to do the best that I can. And I want to be on these A-list crazy big Hollywood productions, you know. And so then I get the frustration that comes with that of like, why am I not? Oh, maybe I need to be doing this. Maybe I need to be doing that. And then anyway, whole cycle. We're working on it, Mijenta. Okay, we're working on it. <laughs> and um, it's all a work in progress. So honestly, I feel like I feel like this year is going to be a good one. And I'm going to do more acting. To everybody listening, is there any words of encouragement that you, Sophia, want to give to other beautiful people listening? Oh, words of encouragement. Oh, man, so many. Well, first, I just want to start off by saying, don't ever give up on your dream. Um, I know that's freaking cheesy and stupid and blah, blah, blah. But I'm serious. Like, if there's something that really, truly makes you happy in this world, this world is full of shit. It's full of crap. Am I allowed to close? Yeah, you're good. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> this world is full of shit and it's full of all this crap and bullshit. And if anything makes you happy, if there is anything that gives you a little semblance of just joy, please stick onto it and don't give up on it. And um, yeah, just poco poquito, paso pasito, take it one day at a time and keep going. All right. We're on this ride together. That's it. Mic drop, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I feel like, you know, this is a great start because like, I, again, we met that one time at SoCal Tattoos. This is like the second time that we're like officially talking. Yeah. And I'm really excited for like, you know, not just for this podcast to be up, which will be up. Uh, what day will it be on uh, the 24th of this month? 24th. All right. I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Thank you for having me, by the way. This is awesome. No, of course, it's kind of like a great way to bring in all these like different people in, in the communities and the other kind of like the purpose, like mm -hmm. um, someone brought it up. It was basically it was Ines Nafsi who brought it up. But basically, you're basically encapsulating everyone in San Diego, like everybody mm -hmm. will, know, will go to this show and then be like, oh, remember so and so that's this person. That's cool. Yeah, I do have that thought with me at the show as well, a little bit of like not everyone that we interview is a local, but. It is cool to think like, oh, maybe they're going to hit a big and do crazy stuff, you know, in the future. And then they're going to come back to that little episode eventually. Let's hope that's what happens here. I know you have a, like a, a lot of people. So I'm very honored um, to have been on your podcast, by the way. No, of Thank course. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah. And then again, um, it helped out because like, again, I still feel like I don't like know you that well. But yeah, I definitely am looking forward to like the next time we meet up. And uh, we need to I mean, aside from the next time, because we also have to hang out, but you need to come on the show like you need to come on the show. I love the idea of having you on March because that is your third year of doing Catenation. And I just think that's awesome. So that's something to promote for sure. 
And that was Sofia Carrillo, everybody. Thank you so much, Sofia, for being a part of this show. I was honored to have you on the show. Yeah, this was a great episode. And I just want to say that season seven is looking to kick ass. Uh, I just went to a lot of events in the last couple days and weeks and got a promotion at work, which is good. But I'm just excited to be back here doing Catenation. And I know for a fact that we're going to have some amazing guests on this show. We're going to have some returning guests. As I spoiled, this will be the season where we hit three years. So there's a lot to get excited for in that aspect. But let's get you excited for next week. Yvette Roman is coming to Catenation Studios. You may know her as a very amazing artist, painter, in the community of San Diego next week. She's our guest, and I cannot wait for all of you to hear her story. Take care, everybody. We will see you next week. And never forget, we are Gata Nation. Hi, this is Alex Catano. If you really enjoyed that, don't forget to check me out on Spotify and follow me on Instagram at WeAreCataNation for more. Thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next one.